You're listening to the live broadcast of the prayer service from Calvary of Albuquerque right here on ABQ Connect this afternoon. the images will never forget them our future generations will never forget them but there is one girl here who for very personal reasons will never forget them because by all means by all normal purposes she would have been on that flight she is a flight attendant for American Airlines has very often flown flight 11 from Boston but she came to Albuquerque instead because she had that option. Uh, she's a part of this fellowship. She has been for many years before she moved to Boston. And uh, for reasons we don't know, though we are grateful in this regard, that God has spared her life and she's here today and she's going to be praying for the families of those who lost their lives 
on the airplane. She knew the crew and the pilots. And uh, we're going to listen to her words, and then we're going to pray with her as she leads us. Pam Hogue is with us. Sorry, I have to stand on my tippy toes. I'm not as tall as Dirk. Um, again, my name is Pamela Hogan. I'm a Boston-based flight attendant. Two of my crew members are here. We've been here a little bit longer than expected, but God's been gracious with us. Um, we have friends. We have family. We now have more of an extended family than you would ever know. The closeness that we've been um, given has been amazing. We are um, supposed to go out today on a flight and, um, you know, get back on the horse. So we're just, um, we're ready <laughs> in, a, in a beautiful way. So let's just pray for all of, the, all of our friends and um, for everybody who's getting ready to get back on those airplanes today. God, the one thing that just keeps coming to mind is that you know the thoughts that you think towards us, thoughts of peace and not of evil. And you promise us in your word to give us a future and a hope. And Father, from the beginning of time, that's been a promise of yours that you've always kept. And God, we believe that today that is our reality. And we believe that you're good and it's all good. We don't know why we were where we were, but you know. And God, I pray that you now would rise us up above the occasion. God, give us the strength, the love, the ability to do your will through this time. Father, I thank you for all the lives that you've protected. And I thank you for all the lives that are now with you. Take care of our families, our friends, and just help us to show how beautiful you are. In Jesus' name I pray. At 12 noon Eastern Time, our president, his wife, vice president, uh, former presidents, the Congress, uh, heads of state gathered together in National Cathedral in Washington, D.C., members of the clergy, Dr. Billy Graham was there, and they had a service. And we aren't going to show it all to you, but so that we can enter in in that same sense of unity since this day was uh, asked to come about by our president. Uh, we're going to show you just a few minutes of that gathering, and then we'll continue. You're listening to the live broadcast of the prayer service at Calvary of Albuquerque for this ABQ Connect Friday afternoon on 107.1 FM.
President and Mrs. Bush, I want to say a personal word on behalf of many people. Thank you, Mr. President, for calling this day of prayer and remembrance. We needed it at this time. We come together today to reaffirm our conviction that God cares for us. Whatever our ethnic, religious, or political background may be, the Bible says that he's the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our troubles. No matter how hard we try, words simply cannot express the horror, the shock, and the revulsion we all feel over what took place in this nation on Tuesday morning. September 11 will go down in our history as a day to remember. Today we say to those who masterminded this cruel plot and to those who carried it out that the spirit of this nation will not be defeated by their twisted and diabolical schemes. Someday those responsible will be brought to justice, as President Bush and our Congress have so forcefully stated. But today, we especially come together in this service to confess our, confess our need of God. We've always needed God from the very beginning of this nation. But today, we need Him especially. We're facing a new kind of enemy. We're involved in a new kind of warfare, and we need the help of the Spirit of God. The Bible words are our hope. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. But how do we understand something like this? Why does God allow evil like this to take place. Perhaps that is what you are asking now. You may even be angry at God. I want to assure you that God understands these feelings that you may have. We've seen so much on our television, on our, heard on our radio, stories that bring tears to our eyes and make us all feel a sense of anger. But God can be trusted even when life seems at its darkest. But what, are some of the, but what are some of the lessons we can learn? First, we are reminded of the mystery and reality of evil. I've been asked hundreds of times in my life why God allows tragedy and suffering. I have to confess that I really do not know the answer, totally, even to my own satisfaction. I have to accept by faith that God is sovereign, and He's a God of love and mercy and compassion in the midst of suffering. You're listening to a special live broadcast on this National Day of Prayer and Remembrance from Calvary of Albuquerque. Service is going on live till 1 o'clock this afternoon. Every blessing to my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing. 
call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious song sung by flaming tongues above. Praise His name, I'm fixed upon it. Name of God's redeeming love. Hitherto thy love has blessed me. Thou hast brought me to this place. And I know thy hand will lead me safely home by thy good grace. Jesus sought me when a stranger wandering from the fold of God me to rescue me from danger brought me with his precious blood and all oh, to grace how great a debtor daily I'm constrained to be thy goodness like a feather by my wandering heart to thee I'm prone to wonder Lord I feel it prone to leave the God I love here's my heart Lord take and seal it seal it for thy courts above Every blessing to my heart to sing thy praise. The strings of mercy never ceasing. Call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious song sung by flaming tongues above. Praise his name. Fixed upon the name of God's redeeming love. Praise His name. I fixed upon the name of God's redeeming love. Praise Your name. I fixed upon the name of God's redeeming love. I cry. 
crying storm Let them die Your word is 
risen and exalted. Risen and exalted one. Jesus. You're the holy hand, anointed one. This is ABQ Connect with Peter Benson. We're listening to a special live National Day of Prayer service from Calvary of Albuquerque. ...that have been so heroic in the events that have occurred in New York and in Washington have been the firefighters. Many have lost their lives. Some have been recovered and are alive, but they have been so sacrificial during this. And we need to remember them, those who are recovering, those who are fighting, and their families, and uh, Taj Watson, a member of our fellowship, uh, is a local firefighter, and he's going to lead us in, in some thoughts and in prayer uh, for them. I foresaw the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. If you just want to turn to Isaiah 6.1. It says, in the year that King Uzziah died, a nation was in mourning, filled with uncertainty, dismay, discouragement. But Isaiah saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple with glory. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. I'll remember Tuesday, September 11th, as a day of anger and violence and murder, but also a day of honor and bravery, courage, service, and sacrifice. A day that began not unlike any other. A call, a cry for help, firemen doing their duty, answering the call, willing to sacrifice it all for the sake of one or for, for the sake of many. We are the silent centuries, one and all, Barely seen, hardly heard. We stand watch not for glory, not for praise, but for honor, for duty, for love, and for compassion. Each year, 130 firefighters lose their lives in the service of their country. The New York City Fire Department lost three times that many in one day. But don't feel sorry for them. Feel sorry for their families, because every firefighter would be more than willing to lay his life down you. I do what I do. I'd go through the fire for you, go through the water for you, and lay down my life for you, because that's what Jesus Christ has done for me and does for all of us, is that he's been through the fire, been through the flames, through the water, and he's laid down his life for us. All those firefighters are in glory now, so lift up their families in prayer. So let's bow our heads. Holy Father, we praise you. We give you honor and glory. You are the master of all. You have seen everything from the beginning of time. You knew this was coming long before it happened, Father. You knew those who had sacrificed their lives, and you prepared them ahead of time. They were predestined for glory and for your call. 
Lord, we lift up their families to you. We pray your blessings upon them. We pray the blood of Christ upon them to protect them, to keep them safe. We pray, Lord, that your spirit would be there to explain to uh, to the children, Lord, uh, to the wives, to the brothers, the sisters, the grandparents, uh, exactly why this happened and how it happened, Father, and to nurture them through it as you nurture us each and every day. As you've said in Jeremiah, Lord, 29:11, that for you know the plans that you have for us, Lord, plans, plans to prosper us and not to hurt us, Father. So Lord, I pray, prosper those families and those people and the ones still working today, Lord, the military, the fire, the, the police, the volunteers, the Red Cross. Bless them all with uh, eternal strength, Lord. And we pray above all things, God bless America. In Jesus' name, amen. Our prayer meeting was opened up by Colonel Zanetti as a member of the armed forces, but also so many in the police force uh, keep this nation safe and deserve appreciation and prayers all over this country. Uh, I have never thought that police officers got paid what they're worth. And they probably never will be able to pay the debt of gratitude uh, that we owe to them. But in this whole crisis, the police force has brought order to the cities involved, they have brought order to the airports involved all over this country. It's a formidable task. And uh, we've asked Vince Harrison, a uh, member of the local police department, to come and share with us and to lead us in prayer uh, for the families and for the uh, police officers themselves. If you could open up with me on two... Second Timothy, verse 7. It's a letter of Paul to Timothy in the time of uh, trial. Paul was locked up in prison at the time. Verse 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. Prison is the last place in which we expect a letter of encouragement. But that is where Paul's second letter to Timothy originates. He begins by assuring Timothy of his continuing love and prayers and reminds him of his spiritual heritage and responsibilities. Only the one who preserves, whether as a soldier, athlete, farmer, or minister of Jesus Christ, will reap the reward. Paul warns Timothy that, Timothy that his teaching will come under attack as man desert the truth. For ear itching words. But Timothy has Paul's example to guide him and God's word to fortify him as he faces, faces growing opposition and glowing opportunities in the last days. This has inspired me. Um, we, right now, there's chaos um, pretty much all over New York, Washington, throughout the United States. Um, and I, I just, I just thank God that. Uh, that he's giving us Christians uh, his word to guide us. To, um, I know it's comforted me, and I'm sure it's comforted all of you in this time. Uh, what I'd like to do is like to pray for um, all the police officers out there, for everybody who's, who's volunteering their time, whether they're getting paid or not getting paid, but risking their lives out there, uh, as we've all, we've all seen on TV. 
Lord, I just thank you for who you are, Lord, and just uh, for just sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins, Lord. Lord, I pray now for the families out there who have lost their loved ones, Lord. Uh, I just pray that uh, all the chaos, Lord, and uh, is, isn't for no reason, Lord, that you're glorified some way through this, Lord, that we just look up to you and, and, and just praise you, Lord, in, in what we can do through this, Lord, and that you give us Christians uh, the boldness, Lord, to speak the truth when people are hurting and lost and, and without hope, Lord, that we who know you, Lord, can tell others about your glory, Lord, and your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. The world has seen and heard what has happened, and they have so because of the media involved. So often, the media gets a bad rap, and yet we would not hear what has gone on, we would not see what has gone on, and have the horror and the shock and thus the response to such without faithful members of the media who give us information and often even put their own lives at risk. And uh, in, in praying for this crisis, uh, we have seemed to overlook praying for those who tirelessly, day in and day out, man their posts to give the world, to give us information. So I've asked Diane Anderson if she would um, uh, speak to that and then lead us in prayer for those involved uh, in the media in this. Diane. I don't know why this microphone is so much more intimidating than any camera I've ever been in front of, but it is. I'd like to say thank you to all of you for keeping the media in your thoughts and your prayers. There are Christians in the media but because we are a medium that represents a television, radio, newspapers, the internet, we represent a mass uh, of people, we're always asked to keep our personal beliefs to ourselves. But it's been very interesting to see what the media has done over the past few days in response to this. Um, even those who aren't Christians in the media do try their hardest, most all of them, to be accurate and to be fair. And small, sometimes they're callous and they lack the compassion that they need. Um, that's where your prayers can help them, especially during this time. We on the local level have had not nearly as many hours as the national people have had to be on. And while our job pales in comparison to those who are at the scene trying to rescue and care for those people, it is still an important job and we still want your prayers. So would you bow with me, please? Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to come to you today with these other people and pray for my colleagues. This is the biggest story that we have ever covered, and I hope the biggest one we ever do. I pray that you will give us discernment in this, the way that we handle each and every aspect of this story. Lord, for every person that we see on the screen, there are many others behind it. There are photographers, producers, directors, editors, assignment editors, all these people who are involved in trying to gather the facts for this story. I pray that you will be with each of them. 
You tell us, Lord, that too much is given, much is expected, and you have given us a very powerful tool. It is through those tools that we have actually witnessed for ourselves this tragedy, and we'll see it replayed many, many times. I thank you that we have these tools available, but I pray that you'll help us to use them with care, with clarity, and that you will give us character and courage as we do so. The media honors freedom of speech. It's been something we have always clung to, and while we've been so cautious and guarded about how we've imposed beliefs on our personal beliefs, I thank you that that freedom of speech over the past few days, we have seen people lift up your name. We have seen prayers offered to you by our president and many others. We've seen Billy Graham and Franklin Graham speak the gospel on national television, not in a paid hour-long presentation. And we've seen many testimonies of how you've given individuals faith and comfort. I can't help but think of the teenager that we interviewed last night whose father died on that plane when he crashed into the World Trade Center, and what courage he had to come and give his testimony before everyone in New Mexico and talk about how he knew that God had a purpose for his dad. I pray, Lord, that you'll help us not to bring more pain to anyone in the way that we cover the news. Give us strength. Give us endurance. Give us patience and discernment. Help us to know, Lord, that you are in control and help us to yield to your sovereignty. We thank you, Lord. Amen. I tried to get somebody who is a politician here today to represent uh, the political community, but you can imagine they are very, very busy at this time, and they're having to work long hours, and um, it's very difficult, and we respect that. Nonetheless, we need to pray for our leaders. Um, the Bible talks about God giving them to us, and we should respect our leaders and the laws of our country. And uh, we need to pray for the president. We need to pray for his cabinet. Uh, the leaders of the armed forces, those who are providing information to make decisions on the future response of this country and what is now being talked about as the coalition. We need to pray for that. We're going to have a moment to do that. I, I want to just speak to you just for a moment as I lead you in prayer, but I want to read something to you that I just got, uh, a fax from overseas, a fax from Lebanon from a dear friend of mine who is a Christian pastor in a church in Beirut. He is an Arab believer. He has been persecuted. He has almost been killed many times. Uh, as an Arab, he is pro-Israel. So that puts him in a very precarious situation to be pro-Israel, Christian pastor, and an Arab. And yet he has faxed me, and I'm not going to read it all to you, but, but in this time we need to pray also for the Arab community because there is going to be a backlash and we must not be a part of that backlash. 
We must not lump all people together because of their background or ethnicity and figure that every one of them are like that when they're not. And uh, they are in fear at this point because of that in this country. And we need to be mature enough to make the difference. Uh, Sammy begins his facts to me and he says, Dear Skip, greetings in the blessed name of our Lord Jesus Christ. By the way, Sammy was the one that I went to Baghdad, Iraq with a few years ago. In these days of sorrow and sadness, our hearts are with you. I feel guilty that I am an Arab. And my only comfort is that my real citizenship is heavenly. What happened to your people has hurt every Lebanese Christian, and we are all praying for you. On Tuesday, we had a special prayer for America as a nation and for our president especially, that the Lord will give him wisdom and courage to do what is right. And we have prayed for you, knowing the pressure that you must be under. Today is the day of fasting and prayer for most of the members in our churches. People have gone to work as usual, but even in their work, they are fasting. Yesterday, I took the American missionaries ministering in Sidon, who are very sad, to a picnic lunch far away from the TVs and the news, and we spent a long time in prayer meditating on the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Skip, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to His purpose. We do not know what good will come out of this catastrophe, but you can imagine if a great revival will start in the American churches and a spiritual awakening will sweep the nation, my prayer is this will be the result and that millions of Americans will find Christ as their personal Savior. Those are some of the most timely words we could hear. Commentators have been asking, why would God allow? You've heard it, you will hear it. As if God was the one who commandeered the airplane. God did make people to have free choice, and we addressed that Wednesday night, and we will not really address that today. And so people will make choices. But the choice that we have made as a nation for the last many years, is that we don't want God. We've said, God, leave us alone. Get out of our schools. Get out of our public places. Get out of our courtrooms. In fact, get out of our churches in some cases. When Solomon dedicated the temple in Jerusalem, and he could foresee that his own people, the people of Israel, would one day turn away from God, and that they would be taken captive even by a foreign enemy. He could see all of the ramifications through history. He said, God, even if that happens, when that happens, if your people would come to this place of prayer, if they would turn to you, if they would repent, at that juncture in their history, will you hear from heaven? Then there is the famous promise that we have quoted out of the book of Second Chronicles, if my people, God says, who are called by my name, that would be us, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. We need to pray that God will heal our land. 
We need to pray that God will heal our nation. Our nation is sick. And we are feeling the repercussions of that sickness. We have opened the door to abortion. And millions upon millions of children, pre-born children, have been killed since that door was opened. We have put God out of school. Where at one time the Bible was freely read, prayer could be made in school. We put God out of school and then we wonder when atrocities like Columbine happen. We've taken the Ten Commandments out of courtrooms. When at one time it was the very cornerstone of the courtroom, of the jurisprudence system. And then we wonder at mindless atrocities, the breaking of such commandments in our country. Our nation is sick. God has protected this nation over time. But there are times that even God, for what reason we don't understand, though man is wicked, stays his protective hand. We have always needed God. Make no mistake about that. Every time in history, we have always needed God. But today, we are mindful as a people of God, in fact, as a nation, that we need Him. It's a tragedy, but for that cause, that recognition that we need God, that is perhaps that faint glimmer of silver lining in such a dark cloud. And so you've come, we've come to mourn, to remember, to honor, but to pray that God will heal our land, heal the, the soul of this nation, that this nation would be brought back to God, not only in times of adversity, but if God should allow in the future times of prosperity. We're the most prosperous nation on earth. And America, during times of crisis, it seems, thank God, is always brought to its knees in prayer. And so let's pray this morning. Let's pray today. Let's tell God we need Him. I'm going to lead you in prayer for our leaders, and then we're going to break up in just groups of three or four, or how many ever. And you pray for some of the very things we prayed for, but as God leads on your own heart, you, you make those prayers to him as well. Heavenly Father, I come before you as a spiritual leader of this community. And I am very reminiscent of the words of Solomon and the words of Nehemiah and even the words of Daniel, who though he was a spiritual leader, spoke for his own nation and, and said to you, we have sinned. We have turned from you as a nation. And Lord, we don't declare today that prayer is what is left to us as a last resort. We declare that prayer is our first resort, our natural response as people of God. We don't throw our arms up and say there's nothing left to do but pray as if prayer were some ineffective 
wording of our own imagination. But rather, Lord, we believe that You answer our prayers. And we as Your people who are called by Your name, we humble ourselves, ask You to forgive our sins, cleanse us from our unrighteousness, from our worship of materialism. And we turn to You, Lord, for Your mercy, for Your grace. We pray that You would forgive our sins. We pray that You would heal our land. And Father, we pray for our President, for His Cabinet, for those in the military, those who are giving information as to the current status and what ought to be done as nations of the world make very grave decisions. Lord, we are stunned by an awareness today that we're not possibly facing a war. We are in one. War has been declared. What will our response be? Lord, give wisdom. Wisdom from heaven. Guidance from your throne. In the days ahead, Lord, give us courage mixed with hope that we can face anything not only as Americans, but as Christians. Give us opportunity to always exalt the name of our Savior and to be bold and courageous in that spiritual battle as well. In Jesus' name. Would you break up for a few moments and pray together and then we're going to all gather and we'll sing. Well, thanks for joining us for the uh, live prayer service from Calvary of Albuquerque. This is ABQ Connect. Uh, I'm Peter Benson. Would you just uh, take a moment out wherever you might be across uh, this great land and uh, just seek the Lord uh, in your own quiet time. As we uh, listen to some praise music here, we will rejoin the service at Calvary of Albuquerque momentarily. This is 1071 KNKT on this National Day of Prayer.
While we are praising him today, we worship the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. In fact, he is still on the throne. Worthy be his name. It says in 2 Corinthians, All praise to the God and Father of our Master, Jesus the Messiah, Father of all mercy, God of all healing counsel. He comes alongside us when we go through hard times. And before you know it, he brings us alongside someone else who's going through hard times. So we can be there for that person just as God was there for us. We have plenty of hard times that come from following the Messiah, but no more so than the good times of his healing comfort. We get a, a full measure of that too, wouldn't you say? Second Corinthians uh, 1, 3 through 6. Well, this is ABQ Connect, and we will be going back to the live service at Calvary of Albuquerque here in just a little bit. They wrap up with uh, some great anthems to America, the beautiful. It's coming up on 1071 KNKT. He said before you now, living or die, blessing or cursing. And no, the time has come around, turn from your fighting. Rest in his mercy. Choose life that you might live. The life that he gives, he gives you forever. Choose life the way that is true. From the one who chose you, your father in heaven. i 
Well, as we continue in corporate prayer time here, they've uh, broken into prayer gatherings uh, here at Calvary of Albuquerque, of course, uh, down at Civic Plaza as well. There's also another candlelight uh, vigil tonight at Coronado Center, 7 o'clock at Coronado Center, along with, of course, uh, prayer gatherings all across uh, the city and our great nation. On this National Day of Prayer, and I might add repentance and remembrance, says in Psalm 27, and uh, this psalm was uh, brought to my attention this week uh, from the Message Version, Light, space, zest. Well, that's Yahweh. That's our God. So with him on my side, I'm fearless, afraid of no one and nothing. When vandal hordes ride down, ready to eat me alive, those bullies and toughs fall flat on their faces. When I'm besieged, I'm calm as a baby. When all hell breaks loose, I'm collected and cool. I'm asking Yahweh for one thing, only one thing, to live with him in his house my whole life long. I'll contemplate his beauty. I'll study at his feet. That's the only quiet, secure place in a noisy world. The perfect getaway, far from the buzz of traffic. God holds me head and shoulders above all who try to pull me down. I'm headed for this place, his place, to offer anthems that will raise the roof. Already I'm singing God songs. I'm making music to Yahweh. This is KNKT 1071. Live uh, broadcast of the prayer service at Calvary of Albuquerque. We now resume with Skip Heitzig. It was written on this day. And so uh, we're going to sing both of those songs uh, as we close. God bless America. the night with the light from above. 